But anyway, so if if you don't know who I am, then how did you ever find this podcast? But I'm Alex. I'm a YouTuber. I make cartoons about Disney Channel movies because I am a very well-adjusted adult. And this is my co-host, Kasara. Say hi, Kasara. What up? Hello, I'm Kasara. I am not a YouTuber. I'm actually a nobody. Um, I'm a dancer. I do backup dancing for artists and I choreograph um, for shows and like show clubs, that kind of stuff. But currently, I am unemployed and I have a lot of time on my hands. So here I am. Hence, podcast. Because, you know, it's the thing. It's like, I, I, I've always thought during this coronavirus time, this quarantine time, like how many new podcasts are being started because people literally have nothing <laughs> <laughs> nothing else to do and i mean it's the truth and i mean like you know i'm a white guy and white guys are good at one thing which is podcasting so <laughs> i thought you were gonna say colonizing oh my god anyway <laughs> murder pillaging and podcasting um what if we say something terrible that everybody goes and unsubscribes from your youtube form well we'll cross that bridge when we get to it you know nice so yeah so normally a podcast like this i guess we would take uh, questions, stories, whatever, from the audience. But currently, at this moment, we have no audience. So if you would like to, you know, send in your emails, send in your stories, your questions, your your relationship things, um, then you can send it to devilstangopodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to say that again, devilstangopodcast at gmail.com. And then, yeah, every week or whenever we do this podcast, I guess we'll pick out a few and do the thing. So the question topic, Kasara, here. Okay. I had this question. So uh, just to kind of date this podcast or whatever, just like a little bit. So I, had, I just put out a video about the show Degrassi. Okay. And in the first episode of Degrassi, the whole story. So it, it takes place in 2001. Or it doesn't take place. I mean, the, the show is, starts in 2001. And the whole like topic or whatever is that this 13-year-old girl meets this guy online who she thinks is a 16-year-old high school guy. Well, it's like not he's 50, actually but 50. So, so, well, yeah, I mean, you, you know where it's going, right? You know, they get along well. She's like, oh, I'm so in love with this guy I've never met. And he's like, oh, my family's in town or my school's in town, whatever it is at this hotel. And I'd love to come and meet you at this hotel I'm staying at. And she's like, oh, what could go possibly go wrong? Golly gee. And so she goes to the hotel. It turns out it's like this guy who, I, I don't know, maybe he's like 30s, 40s, whatever. This older guy locks her into this hotel room. But ooh, ooh. in the end, her... Oh, I didn't realize her, Degrassi was this kind of show. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it started... Well, Degrassi itself started in 1979. But the, the third season, which is called Degrassi The Next Generation, I think. Um, this, it's really gritty. It started in 2001 and went to 2015. So it went for a long time. And yeah, it was like the 13 Reasons Why before 13 Reasons Why. Where it's just like... Oh, okay. It's, it's about like, you know, teen issues and like adult life issues. But like, they, it's a Canadian show. And they don't pull any punches whatsoever. The thing that got me thinking, and in the video I made a joke where it's like, in 2001, the idea of meeting someone online was like super scandalous or whatever, right? But like mm. in 2020, the only way you can like ever meet anyone is online pretty much because- This is true, yeah. I mean, well, certainly in 2020 because of like coronavirus and all that, but also just in general, right? It's like the idea of meeting people in real life nowadays kind of seems absurd to me where it's like- like, mm. where would I even... Why do you go to... No, exactly. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, where would I even go? What would I say? How would I approach... You know what I mean? Like, and so this is a question I want to ask you because you're a girl. I mean, yeah, I guess. Allegedly. And, um, allegedly. And so my question was like, is it even possible to meet anyone in real life anymore? What, what, um, what do you think? From your point I mean, of view. I mean, obviously I'm not speaking for all girls, but from my specific point of view, people talking to me in real life just really freaks me out and I don't enjoy it. 
So, I mean, um, you you being who you are, you, you get hit on, quote unquote, a lot, right? A lot, yeah. A lot. Um, a well, lot. especially being a foreigner in Japan, you kind of have this like disproportionate amount of attention thrown at you anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's being a foreigner in Japan and just standing out. And then also the fact that um, Japanese people think that foreigners are inherently sexual people. So they think that I'm a lot more sexual than I am. And I'm actually very, very shy when it comes to meeting new people anyway. But they're very surprised at that. And then also I have... Um, for lack of a better phrase, big anime titties. So <laughs> there's really no way I can get out of it. Like generally, if I go outside at least once a day, I will have somebody try and either hit on me or get my number or follow me or try and film me or like generally things up that alley. Like it happens a minimum of once a day if I ever go outside. When I was in Japan, like, yeah, I would get people, I don't know if it was necessarily hit on, like, I never got hit on by girls ever, but like, guys... Did you ever go to Hub? No, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't go to bars or anything anyway. Um, I suppose, I mean, you know, there are places in Japan where like, if you're a foreign, if you're visibly foreign and you just like, walk in there, like, you could just get any girl you want there, I suppose. Oh yeah, they just run to uh, the, oh yes, give me some of that white light thing. No, like, like, literally, like, there are definitely places where that's true, but... You know, yeah, as a visible foreigner myself, you know, you go down the street and like, yeah, people will just scream hello or they'll just like, where are you from? Just like uh-huh. across the street, they're just like yell this at you and you're like, what? Oh. Well, like there's a group of people talking and the second they see you, they say something really loud in English for no reason just to try and gauge your reaction. That happens to me a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Def- I mean, really early in my YouTube career, not my career, but my YouTube uh, animation career. I made a video about like being in Japan and like I talked about some of these things. It's like, yeah, sometimes, you know, I would be at a urinal like in like a train station or whatever. And then like uh-huh. the person, someone comes in and specifically stands next to me or if they were already next to me because maybe all the urinals were full, they look over at me and they, mm-hmm. they see that I'm a foreigner and they'll just like start talking English. Like they want like a free what? English lesson while we're peeing in the urinal. I'm like, are you serious <laughs> right now? Are you serious right now? Yeah, so it's it's very strange. But going back to the main topic about like actually meeting people. Uh-huh. So yeah, so you get people mm. following you, um, people filming you on the street probably, yeah. trying to like secretly get an upskirt or whatever, like all kinds of stuff, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, actually this did happen to me in the supermarket. Like, I mean, I'm going a little bit off topic, but because um, I'm nocturnal, I go to the supermarket generally very late at night. There's generally no one there. But like last summer... Like, there was this one guy, and he was following me around the supermarket, and I kept going back to, like, the same vegetable section to see if he was following me, because, like, why would you want to go to the vegetable section more than twice, right? And he was, like, holding his phone at an angle where he was, like, trying to put it under my skirt. And I was wearing... I always wear shorts under my skirts, but, like, it was really unnerving. He kept following me around for a good 20 minutes, and it was just... It was just really infuriating, so I actually texted my husband to say, there's a guy in the supermarket following me around, can you come and sort it out, please? And he came in straight from the gym, straight after arm day, looking swole as hell, went straight up to the guy and was like, I heard that you're filming my wife, and the guy was like, and it was a great time, but yeah, um, sorry to go off topic, but like, it really does happen, like, a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, it never had really happened to me in the same way, obviously, because... Because um, you don't wear skirts, that's why. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I only wear mini skirts on Thursdays, so those are the days I don't go yeah, to the Yeah, I mean, get them pins you know out. Yeah, but so going back to the, the main topic about this, about, mm-hmm. <laughs> about the topic, where it's like, is there any scenario in which a guy could approach mm-hmm. you in real life that would actually, like, work or or anything like that, or like you know, based on your own point of view and like your friend's point of view, because I'm sure y'all have girls talk where you're like 
boys are dumb. I hate men. Whatever. Like, is yeah. there any? Every day. <laughs> is there any? Yeah. Is there, but like, but like, actually though, yeah. Um, but, Accurate. But like, based on your own and like things you've heard from friends, is there any? Is there any way to meet someone in real life, or is online like the only way you can kind of meet someone like potential for dating? I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? I mean. I feel like if a girl is at a bar on her own, then maybe she's trying to meet someone. Or if there's like a group of girls at a bar and then a group of guys go up to them and, you know, they're respectful and, you know, they ask like, oh, like, what are you drinking? Like, can I buy you a drink? I mean, they don't have to buy them. I mean, we're, you know, we're we're all about equal, equal rights here. You don't have to buy them a drink. But like, you know, if they go up like respectfully and the girls are into it, then I guess that would be like acceptable, like completely fine. But then it's when they kind of overstay their welcome or the girls are obviously just trying to have like a nice girls night and they're not really interested in guys, but the guys kind of still hover. Because having literally like loads and loads of different groups of guys come up to you when you're just trying to have a nice drink with your girls is so, first of all, exhausting and also worrying because you just want to have a couple of drinks, get a little bit buzzed, but you're worried about guys maybe trying to take advantage of you when you're drunk. So in terms of... When it's okay, like, I mean, I feel like a bar is a setting where it's kind of more accepted, it's kind of more acceptable in general. Um, otherwise, oh, there's like, what is it, like singles parties. There we go. Singles parties. You're obvi- you obviously want someone to come and talk to you. Ta-da. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess like if it's like a speed dating thing or a singles party thing or like yeah. something where clearly the intention is like, hey, are you sad and lonely? Come on in. Like, if that's the case, then sure. But I, I guess, I mean, just like in, in daily life, real world situation, like is there's really no way mm. you think where some, like, you know, you're waiting for the crosswalk and some guy comes up to you and says some, uh, like some kind no. of, some kind of magic phrase that you're going to be like, oh, I've been waiting for you my whole life or whatever. Like, there's no way that could Honest, happen. Honestly, personally, no. But then at the same time, and at the risk of sounding like a dick, like... I don't have trouble finding men. <laughs> no, like no. I mean, I mean like, like, I'm I not know, trying to I, say I that. I'm like, no, no, I know. But I mean, I mean, like, obviously, no one listening to this is going to know what you look like. But I mean, if yeah, if 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 someone ever figured out who you were, they'd be like, oh yeah, clearly she has a Rolodex full of men. <laughs> it's not not even a question. <laughs> I mean, I am. I am conventionally attractive, not like super, super, super attractive, but like, I mean, generally, I mean, if I'm going to rate myself, I'm like, I'm like a strong seven, maybe an eight if I put makeup on, probably a nine if I lost weight, but you know, it hasn't happened yet. But anyway, so I am not really troubled. I don't really have trouble finding men. So if men come up to me on the street, then that kind of just annoys me because I'm not really looking for one whereas like obviously girls who maybe have more trouble finding men or girls that maybe they don't know how to approach people on the internet they're better off in real life i can't really speak for them because you know like someone coming up to them on the street you know doing all of the like the legwork and talking and stuff for them that might be like a really nice you know like a breath of fresh air for them especially when the world's like internet dating tinder like it might just be nice to have a real life conversation with someone but for me i would um the thought of men coming up and approaching me when I'm just trying to go about my daily life is honestly, like, it honestly makes me really tired, like, mentally, because I'm just trying to get from A to B, I'm trying to do my groceries, I'm trying to go and buy clothes, I'm trying to do all of this stuff, but it's kind of a reminder that I am constantly being watched and I'm constantly being, like, evaluated 
based on like I mean I know I just said that I was attractive but like it's really exhausting to know that people are always evaluating your attractiveness so like they're always looking at you they're always like oh she is conventionally attractive I should go and talk to her like it's just it reminds you that you're not a slab of meat but like it does remind you that you are always being watched and I I, I hate it <laughs> Yeah, I guess, I guess <laughs> to be totally honest, no, yeah, I hate well, it. when you put it that way, well, again, like you know, being a foreigner in Japan, like I felt similar things, not not nearly on the same level, but just the idea that, like, yeah, you're like the idea that someone's just always looking at you and watching you, and whatever mm. you do, they're gonna somehow talk about it and think about it, and like, yeah, um, yeah, like it's it's really <laughs> it's really uh, concerning in a lot of ways. But okay, so mm. so all these guys' dreams of like going up to girls in the supermarket and saying some like clever joke about apples or whatever, um, it's not going to work. That's what you're saying. I mean, don't go up to women in the supermarket because honestly, we're just trying to buy Nutella and like powdered donuts at 2 a.m. Like, leave us alone. But I mean, as long as you know when your welcome has finished or you know how to take a hint that the girl is not interested, like, I mean, bars, I think, are perfectly fine. Like... I mean, bars are kind of... I'm not saying that they're made for that kind of stuff, but I mean, it's a lot more acceptable for those kind of interactions to happen. And... I know. I mean, I read a lot of, like, meet-cute fan fiction. So, like, oh, they were, like, at the same table in the cafe or, like, they were in the library and their fingers touched up with the same book, like, that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, it's great in theory. (laughs) But in practice, like, I'd say stick to bars. But, like, I mean, I don't drink alcohol, so... What what happens to people who don't drink alcohol? Y'all can just have cranberry juice, I guess. Well, you know that was always something for me back, like when I was single or whatever. I mean, I'm talking, you know, years and years ago when I was in Japan, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. like yeah, like because I don't drink, there was like no scenario in which I could have ever met anyone in real life anyway. Because yeah, like walking down the street, like talking to random girls. I mean, I would never do that anyway. But it's like yeah, like. Clearly, like I've heard so many stories that it's like how any guy still thinks that's the way to go. I don't understand. But because um, mm. like if if you just like, yeah, if you just like go on any social media, all you'll hear about is girls complaining about like guys can't take a hand. You know, guys think that a smile means an invitation. Guys think all these things. And so it's like as a guy myself, I, I would internalize that and be like, OK, I'm not going to be one of those guys at all. Now, you know, the end result is that I was just like incredibly lonely for so long. <laughs> Because there's no way to meet anybody except for online. Um, True. But yeah, I think I think also with online, with anything online, I think it's it's so much easier to say something when you type it out instead of like saying it in real mm. life, like with your voice. Yeah, absolutely for me too. Right, and so it's like you can say things that are kind of cheesy, kind of flirty, kind of whatever, and it feels so much easier to write it out instead of, you know, instead of like. Um, trying to say it in real because it's always like awkward and it's like you know i mean like in real life how are you supposed to just write the eggplant emoji the peach emoji and the um like the splashing water emo- emoji like how am i supposed to say that in real life you know like like, like if i was single you know just walk up to some girl and be like eggplant sweat sweat <laughs> drips what's up um she would run and you would be arrested but you know like i mean that's a good thing about you know being online you can use emojis to convey your meaning you can just send them a winking emoji everything's fine it's like hey hey go eggplant 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 i guess you i guess i guess you can do that so once again going back to our relationships complete goldmine of just the worst things that happen to other people that we can all just feel better about ourselves that's not happening to us you know what i'm saying Love it. We thought that we had it bad with coronavirus, but not my GF27 and I. They have it way worse. (laughs) 
So yeah, this first one here. My girlfriend, 27, and I, 30-year-old uh, male, I assume, have an argument over something silly and this happens. Okay, so here's the story. My girlfriend once got mad at me over the fact that I didn't want to work out one particular day because I just didn't feel like it. Now, this is normal. I feel like this sometimes you don't feel like working out, you know? Mm, Every day. She she starts this put-down show where she just keeps going on and on saying like, look at you, your tummy is so big. Look at me. I have a good body. So many guys are after me. Just check out my Instagram DM request. Okay, first of all, I'm going to stop right there. First of all, put her in the bin. Throw her in the garbage now. I don't even even need to read the rest of this. Why would you date someone who specifically... How much is left from this? Like, can we stop it here? I mean, yeah, like, like everything else is just, like, extra reason why you should not be with this person. I mean, it gets worse the further on down you go. But already, like, I mean, to be with someone who, like, would physically put you down that way anyway... Mm. Like, let's say, like, oh, I don't feel like working out. And she's like, oh, your stomach's kind of getting a little big there. Like, why would... Why would... What, what are you hoping to gain by saying that? Especially... Now, this comes from me. So, I was fat for a lot of my life, right? And so, mm-hmm. I still have, like, the fat kid mentality where it's, like... I see myself in the mirror and I'm like, okay, like I don't look so bad. But when I think of myself in my head, I think of the fat kid. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. And so like I'm I'm a lot better about it now just because like I know – because I work really – I work out, you know, three or four times a week. Like I, I try hard and I, I know that I physically look okay uh, mm-hmm. for a guy who's 32 and watches Disney Channel movies for a living. But I look okay. It could be worse. Good. But it's like <laughs> – yeah, if, if I if – I, was with someone who who would yeah it's like oh i'm not gonna work out today because i'm too tired and it's like well i don't know maybe you should because you got them little muffin top going on like to be with someone who says that like even as a joke i feel like that would get really old really quick you know what i mean like after the first time and if someone said that to me i would first of all cry and then second of all i'd start eating like to spite them and also to spite myself i guess but like if anybody said that to me they would that would just be the end of it, honestly. Like, I can't believe this is even being talked about on the internet. Like, put her in the bin. That's the end. Yeah, no, for real. And then the second part, right? Look at me. I'm so hot. I'm so sexy. So many guys are after me. Just look at my Instagram DM request. What is wrong with this? Like, I mean, that, that's probably any girl on the internet who's reasonably attractive gets a lot of weird, like, DM requests and, like, a lot of weird messages and all that. Like, this- That's still being a little bit too good about it. Like any girl on the internet who has an internet connection, honestly, like you don't even have to have hands, you don't have to have anything. Just be vaguely female on the internet, and you already have those things. Like she's not really saying that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's like first of all, like rubbing that in your boyfriend's face is just weird because it's yeah, it's one of those like truths that everyone knows and it's like you just kind of have to like look past it like oh like if especially if you're dating someone who's like really really attractive or or even like like even like you i imagine you your dms on instagram whatever must be just horrendous don't talk about my dms on instagram (laughs) (laughs) like imagine it just must be this just a cavalcade of garbage it is it's a cesspool but sometimes there's like really interesting ones and i put them on my instagram story so everyone can laugh at them So, if anyone ever figures out who Kasari is, don't DM her because <laughs> she'll put you on blast. Not do it. Give everyone, give everyone some entertainment. She's gonna put you on blast. But yeah, so it continues on. It gets worse. It continues on. It says, um, she says to she says to her boyfriend, has has even a single girl ever approached you? Okay, in the garbage. Not even. No, put her in a blender. Okay, put this girl oh. in a human blender, wood chipper. Throw in the wood chipper. All a right? wood chipper. Now, we don't condone violence, but literally off this girl, off her. <laughs> now, um, so they, they end up having an argument about this. And then 
she says like, oh, you came into this room to hit me, right? Of course you did. And then when he leaves the room, she pretends to call 911 to claim that there's been a domestic abuse case. But then he finds out later that it was, it was, she was just playing. She was acting. And then she says, uh, he says here, I asked her, didn't you call the cops? And she says, no, I didn't. I just wanted to grab your attention. What? <laughs> Run as far as you can. Okay. And here's the thing, right? This, this girl is 27. You know, you're a real piece of work sometimes too, I would imagine. I am, yeah, absolutely. But like all the time, but like not this bad. not like this, right? Like, like you're not going to be like your husband and be like, I'm going to pretend to call the police on you so that you'll acknowledge that I exist. I don't know. It's so, so weird. Like, now is, there's better ways to get attention. Like, you just, like walk get your tits out. Yeah, walk through them naked or something like that. Like, what, what, do you need, what do you need this weird... This is weird, man. This, this is weird. really weird. Yeah, so th- there is literally... Like, that's the thing about reading some of these our relationships things is because it's like, they're posting this thing. And it's like, here's what my boyfriend does. Here's what my girlfriend does. Here's whatever. And it's like, what should I do about it? And it's like, I feel like... Leave? Yeah, I feel like the, the fact that you you have no other option but to go on Reddit and post it should be enough of a red flag <laughs> to know that, like, you should probably just get out of there because there's yeah, nothing... Like- I- I mean, I, I assume, okay, so she's like, I'm so hot, I have a good body. So I assume, I assume, what am I, Australian? I assume <laughs> she's very attractive, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. maybe he's holding on because, like, she's way out of his league or something like that. And somehow they got together and then he's like, oh, but, like, what if I can't touch her boobies anymore, you know? But, like, I don't there know. There are many boobies, many a titty in the world. There you may are touch, You over, may touch all of the titty that the, you want. There are over son. seven... I was, okay, actually, you know what? I was going to say, there's over 7 billion boobs in the world, but I mean... There might be. Uh, what? I'm, no, I mean, that's probably true, but like some of those are kids and some of those are old people, so <laughs> we shouldn't narrow. There's at least 1 I mean, billion boobs in the world that you, are, least. that you can legally touch. Assuming With permission. Assuming you have consent and permission. Yeah, so, but I'm saying... Of if, course. Optimistically speaking, there's at least a, a billion boobies out there for you, okay? Like, I don't care how hot your girlfriend is or, or you know, w- what she puts in her mouth or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, trust me. There is other hot girl titty that you can fondle in the future. You don't have to put up with this. It's ridiculous. Like, is it... Is he asking for advice? Is he saying, like, what should I do? Because there's really no way out of this. Like, I mean, if she's pretending to call the police, like, for attention, um, I really don't know what to say about that. Apart from she's a slag and you should bin her. Yeah, like I said, there is no, there is no saving this. I, I can't, I can't, I mean, again, I, I don't know, like, every single detail of their relationship, but, like, just hearing the fact that she would ever, even once, say like i'm hot all these guys are after me you're fat you know like anyone who would say that in a relationship is just a Absolutely, horrible person yeah. like, i don't even care what the context is like why would you ever say that you know what i mean in the bin so throw her in the bin throw her in the garbage in can in the trash compactor next put her in the wood chipper next one now this next one is a little bit different um i can't really i can't really relate to this one myself but i thought this would be interesting mm-hmm. because most of my audience is women and you're you're a women, so maybe you can relate I am, to this. Yep. It says here I'll try. a group of women who bullied me, twenty three year old female, uh, at my work, and they're twenties to thirties, invited me to one of their wedding showers. Do I go? Now here's the story. Okay, that's that's easy. That's easy. No. Okay. <laughs> but but let, let, let's just get into it, okay? Because you know whatever. Okay. So very female oriented field, very competitive. I started this job about six to eight months ago, and there was a group of women who immediately targeted me just for being me. 
Um, it's not everyone in the office, but just this group of women. I'm 23. They all range from 24 to about 32. Okay. So I would describe it more as a click. Obviously, duh. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. They make up rumors about me. They tried to get me in trouble with my boss. They made up lies about me. At some point, I went to my boss. They just sat there and ignored me at work. Um, they would make me suffer and watch me run around because they don't like helping, et cetera, et cetera. Very toxic atmosphere, you know, all that stuff. Now, Every time I come back to work, I see one of them and they act like we're all best friends and they're so happy to see me. One of them the other day gave me an invitation to the ringleader's wedding shower. I said, I don't have my schedule right now. Let me get back to you. I don't know if I should go to this. I don't think I should go. I think I should just give them a card and a gift or something. Uh, I feel like this might be a setup. <laughs> okay. That's- Honestly, it sounds like Carrie. Sounds like Carrie. You all know how Carrie ended. So, so the, her, her question, whatever, is like, I was invited to a work shower for someone's wedding. They bullied me pretty bad, and so did their friends. I don't want to go, but what should I do about this? I'm 23 in there, whatever, whatever. So I think you have to, this, okay, speaking as me, who is not a woman, mm-hmm. um, my, my, either, either A, don't go, or B, show up and just ruin the whole thing. Just show up drunk as heck, just vomit all over the cake. Just just do do a strip tease on the table. Just ruin the whole thing. Love it. But then you have to find a new job. But I feel like she should find a new job anyway, considering the work I mean, environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like this could be how she quits the job. I mean, I assume the boss is not there, but, you know, I'm just saying in general. Do that. Everybody go out. Just do that over the weekend and then just never show up again. You know, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what I would do. But now, OK, so it's no secret that, uh, you know, male friendships versus female friendships are very different. Right. No secret. Are we calling this a friendship, first of all? Well, I mean, okay, let's say, hmm, definitely not a friendship, but hmm. the, the inter-women relationships are very different than inter-men relationships. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, men yeah. do kind of bully other men as well, but I feel like it's not nearly as like on like an emotional type of level. Like men would just kind of like... Yeah, we don't really get psychological. Yeah, like, like men, they'll just punch you in the shoulder or they'll do like pranks and stuff, but... I think, generally speaking, men are pretty chill with each other, more or less. I'd like to believe so. I mean, be terrible if you were just as bad yeah, as me. Yeah, <laughs> just based on my own experience. Like, I mean, because I'm really busy and because I'm in my 30s, like, I don't really hang out with lots of guys anymore anyway. But just in general, it's like, you know, men will be mean to each other and they'll, like, make fun of each other. But in general, I feel like men are pretty chill and they don't mm. try to, like, <laughs> give each other eating disorders or whatever. Um, whereas... It seems to be that women relationships yeah, I mean, are yeah. not <laughs> that way. So now, now, now is your your time on the podium? Um, okay. Could, uh, uh, t- t- tell me, like, like, have you ever been in this type of situation, yes. or like, <laughs> or have you ever had like like women bullying each other, or like? I, you know, I like, went to like, an all-girls school, so my high school life is basically this. I mean, being in first of all, high school is a shitty experience for everybody, but also being autistic and or, especially when female autism isn't really very much understood, especially back then as well. Like, oh my god, I'm talking like I'm super old, I'm like that old. But like, I mean, going to an all-girls school obviously is very cliquey. There are, I mean, not we didn't have like you know like the popular kids and that kind of stuff like you do in America. It was just like different friendship groups, I suppose. But um, I got bullied pretty badly, um, probably due to the weird shit I used to do due to being autistic. So like, actually, funny thing about that, I looked on Facebook and one of the girls that bullied me the most has a special needs child now. And obviously children are never like a burden or like a punishment. But I think that she's definitely learned a lot about patience and acceptance now. So I'm happy for her about that. Like, I hope she's having a great life. Not sarcastically, I actually do hope she's having a great life. But anyway, um... This sounds 
honestly horrific. Like, I've been in these kinds of situations before where they kind of like to treat you like their weird little pet because you're weird. Like, I'm, I'm going to try and explain this. Like, if it doesn't make any sense, you can cut it out. But, like, I think a lot of neurodivergent people, especially when they're at school, like, a lot of people who are on the autistic spectrum, they were kind of weird. Like, they didn't fit in. They were kind of left out as an outcast. But then for some reason, for, like, a couple of weeks, generally all of us will have this experience where, like, the popular girls, quote-unquote, will come and, like, treat you like their weird pet. And they're like, ah, say that, say that funny thing, say that weird thing that you said the other day, it was really funny, make us laugh, or like, oh, come along, you, we'll teach you how to be normal, and like, they're trying to try and take you under their wing for like a couple of weeks, then they get bored and like, move away from it, but like, it is a horrific experience, and I feel like a lot of autistic people have gone through this experience as well, but in terms of female relationships, like, female bullying is the worst. <laughs> it is i mean like normally you'd expect them to just like beat you up and be done with it but oh no they go after your friends they go after your family they go after you online they really do not let up so in this case it just sounds like they're setting her up to have a bunch of pigs blood poured on her like in that one movie yeah you know the the whole thing about like being your little pet or or, or you being their little pet you know that Mm. reminds me like being a foreigner in japan i'm not trying to compare my experience to yours but i'm just Mm. saying it's like it also kind of feels that way in general, don't you think? Like, oh, absolutely. Like, so I don't have like any Japanese people. They'll be like, if you make a, a a mistake in Japanese, like a grammatical mistake, or you pronounce a word wrong or whatever, like, and then like they'll they'll like tell their friends, like, oh, it's so cute how you know he doesn't know how to say this word, or mm. instead of this word, he said that word. Say say the thing you said again. Oh, that was so funny, and like that just made me so annoyed. Just I get in general. it. Yeah, it's I get like, it. You know what I mean? Because like I'm not. If I was doing a comedy bit and I did it on purpose or whatever, then sure, that's funny. But it's like when you're just trying to have a normal conversation and then they're like, oh, what did you say? <laughs> Look at you. I, would so I, have it, I have it worse with English. So obviously making mistakes in Japanese, like blah, blah, blah. It's like everybody does it. However, like when I was at school, I went to a, um, I went to a technical college in Japan and I was the only foreigner in the class. Everything was in Japanese. So anyway, I was giving a presentation and I said a word and I didn't say it as, it was an English word, but I didn't put a Japanese accent on it. I just said it like I would in English and everybody burst out laughing. Like, oh my god, like, your pronunciation is so good. I'm like, well, first of all, obviously, because it's my first language, um, and my pronunciation is going to be great. Second of all, what is so funny about my native language that you're going to have to laugh so hard about it? Like, if you, you've seen on, like, TV how, like, you know, the foreign, the foreign talents and stuff, I mean, I see it because I'm on TV, like, the foreign talents, their one trick is saying a word in English and everyone literally cracks up. Like, I mean... Yeah, it's the dumbest Not naming thing. names, but... Um, um, this one guy, his one not of his names, main... but literally all of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all of them, but specifically this one guy. Like one of his main jokes was just saying like this, like this one, this he'd be beatboxing, he'd be like fantasy, and people would like literally like eat it. I mean, like good for him, get in his bag, like get your bag, Ike, get your bag. However, like you're like a little performing trick monkey for them, speaking your native language, and they think it's hilarious. Like, oh, it gets, oh, it gets me so angry. Oh, no, for real. Like, like, you know, I, in the early days when I was in Japan, I was also trying to be a foreign parental. And uh, I, you know, yeah, I, I finally got on TV eventually doing like comedy type stuff, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to be a comedian just in my life in general. And so now, now I actually get to do it with self-respect. But, you know, yeah, in Japan, when you're... Well, you know, it's... No, okay. You know what? I exaggerated. No, I don't. I mean, you know, being a 32-year-old man watching Lizzie McGuire for a living is kind of like... Eh, 
I doing with my life? But anyway, being a foreign town in Japan, it's like, yeah, you are literally like scum. They, they, <laughs> they bring you out and it's like, do your one little trick, uh, dancing monkey. And then, okay, please get off stage and don't say anything. Don't, don't, don't say anything else about anything, but just do your thing and then goodbye. And like, that's what it was like. I finally got on TV um, twice, not anything major like what you've been on, but just kind of t- like late night TV stuff. And then after the second time, I was like, yeah, no, this is not for me. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> so I just couldn't hack it. Like those, I do have a little bit of respect mm. for the people that like, they just shed all dignity, all self-respect and they're just like, I'm, you know, I'm getting paid, so I'm just going to do this, this thing. And that's what I'm, that's going to be my shtick for five years. Like, mm. I mean, there's, I, I have to respect them a little bit because like, I, I couldn't do that. I quit after two times. So yeah. people who do this for years, it's like, I don't know how you do it. On one hand, I respect it. On the other hand, they're, by conforming to it, they're not really making any waves. They're not making it better for the people who are going to come after them. So I do have to say that I'm not 100% on board with that. But I mean, I don't really do variety all that much anymore. So I'm safe now. Uh-huh. Middle fingers up. But I mean, I, I honestly feel like in the last couple months, you know, online, there's been a huge... Um, surge in that that OnlyFans thing that a lot of girls are doing now nah. and like I totally kind of get it just because it's like yeah like it's hard for people to find work it's hard for anyone to find work or work that pays well enough or work that's you know safe enough because obviously you don't want to be around too many people too often especially here here in the United True. States um and mm-hmm. so it's like yeah there's a way you can just like sit in your bedroom and take some sexy pictures and get like a couple thousand dollars a month it's like I mean I would if I was in that situation I probably would a lot of people have actually um, recommended it to me. They're like, why don't you start on OnlyFans? Because, like, I mean, big anime titty. And also, um, one of my friends, she um, shows, like, pole dance tricks and stuff. You know, I pole dance as well. But, like, I don't have that kind of energy. <laughs> <laughs> Not like, oh, it's, like, too much hassle. Not like that kind of stuff. But, I mean, you know, taking a cute selfie is, is one thing. Taking a cute selfie where your face, hair, body titty sex appeal but not too much sex but you can't be too slutty like that would just be really exhausting and then to have my stuff just leaked after like a day so last one here last little relationships uh topic thing and this is something that i feel like is relatable to a lot of people in general so it says here i 24 year old female and not comfortable with my boyfriend 23 year old male playing video games while talking to me on the phone okay here's here's the story My boyfriend and I have been together for almost two years, and for the past few months, we've been mostly apart with each other due to coronavirus. Our communication mainly revolves around texting and phone calls. He's not much of a texter, but we have phone conversations every other day. That seems normal to me. Seems fine. However. However. however, There's always 90% of the time, he's playing World of Warcraft or another video game during the call with me. I told him in the past I wasn't sure how I felt about him being on WoW while we're on the phone. But he said he's able to listen to me and play games simultaneously, so I shouldn't be worried. Now, here's where it gets a little more interesting, and here's where, obviously, you, Kasara, can speak a lot more than I can. He says he was diagnosed Mm -hmm. with ADHD and autism in the past, and perhaps, perhaps, that means he has to always be doing something stimulating. I don't know. I feel fine Mm. giving him my full attention in a call, but I've never felt the need to multitask. Sometimes if he's silent after I say something, I ask him to repeat what I just said, and he does it correctly. Oh, okay. Sounds like some weird kind of like, so like pop quiz, hot shot. What did I just say? <laughs> now, I get that I'm supposed to feel reassured that he's listening, but deep down, I still feel ignored. This style of quote unquote communicating has been going on for a while, and I get the impression that I'm supposed to be okay with this. Am I being a control freak if I ask him to turn off his game, or is it a reasonable request to make? So, now again, you know, 
just, uh, now there's the whole ADHD autism thing. So I'm going to put that to the side for just a second here. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're talking every other day, then I feel like, you know, yeah, you, it, it, in my opinion, right? Like if, if you can only talk to each other once a week or maybe twice a week, then I would prefer if the other person gave me their full attention. But mm. if it's like every day or every other day, so what you're talking like three, four times a week at this point, I feel like, like, yeah, you just, it's more about just kind of, I feel like for me, it would be more about just having kind of sharing that time together, even though maybe you're not like constantly talking about something super interesting all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because it's like, you know, it's like we just want to because you can't see each other because coronavirus, which again, that sucks for everyone. No, no question. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, if the only time you can really see each other is like on FaceTime or talking on the phone, it's like, I think at that point, it'd just be more about spending the time together. And it's like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm playing World of Warcraft. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just doing my nails. And it's like, oh, let's talk about, look at these funny memes. Look at these, you know, it's like, I feel like that was what would be more beneficial than like, okay, stop everything you're doing and let's talk about the same thing we talked about three days ago again. You know what I mean? Yeah, because what would you even talk about if you're talking every other day? Like, surely nothing interesting could have happened. Like, nothing that interesting should have happened, at least. Yeah, although I feel like every day something in the news is crazy going on. But I mean, aside, I mean, aside yeah, from but that, like, we have to yeah, right. That. It's like, how many, how many murder hornets can you really talk about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now, we're going back to the autism ADHD thing. Okay, now this is obviously mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I wanted you on the podcast in general is because... Well, because we're friends, but also because you have a very different life experience than I have. So with your autism, do you also have a need to kind of always be fidgeting or doing something or? Uh, Yeah, but it doesn't. So I'm, I generally won't use it for, I will be multitasking. Like I'll be doing something with my hands. I'll be doing something with my feet. I might like, I'll generally be doing something. But when it comes to like playing video games and talking to people, I actually can't concentrate on two things at once like that. Like a body part of mine has to be doing something, but I'm really bad at actually multitasking. Um, That's me personally, but if I can shove this in here, my husband has ADHD and then I have autism. So it makes a really interesting household. He has to be doing something at all times, always. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I he's just, can't he's just constantly tickling his own nipples or something like that? What's he doing? Yeah, constantly, constantly, constantly. Like, it's sure, just, sure. you can't get away with this constant nipple tickling. But yeah, so... We've all been there, like, yeah. We've all, we have all been there, but yeah, so... Um, I feel like I can speak from personal experience from this because, yeah, he is always doing something. Like, if I, if I have to say something very important, then I generally have to give him a time and say, I need to talk to you very specifically about something very important at this time. Please, like please can you like give me your full attention then and kind of like if you give him a countdown then he'll like freak out because like having time rules actually doesn't like having schedules kind of generally tends to freak out people with adhd whereas people with autism generally have to have schedules or they freak out so it's an interesting relationship but yeah like um from my own personal experience a lot of people that i've met with adhd including my husband they do have to be doing two things at once but they generally tend to do them both with really good like efficiency and obviously, as we can see here, because, I mean, she, he's repeating back what she said to her. So he is listening. But, I mean, I get I get what she, where she's coming from. But at the same time, I mean, she said specifically, like, he was diagnosed with ADHD and autism. Maybe it means he has to be doing something stimulating. I don't know. But then she goes on to say, well, I feel fine giving him my full attention. But, like, 
<laughs> you totally have a completely different brain wiring to he to he to him. So Are you okay, Xara? <laughs> I'm I'm really not. But yeah, like I mean, she un- like it's very confusing to me because like she understands that he has these things, and maybe it might be the reason. But then she goes on to say like, "Well, I," and it's like, "Well, we're not talking about you right now. We're talking about him right now." And maybe you might have these things, and like having a mental I don't want to call it an illness, but like being neurodivergent, like it's not our fault. Sometimes it has to be our responsibility. Like we do have to take responsibility for some things. And especially when we're in a relationship, you need to explain to your partner, okay, well, my autism causes me to do things like this. I need you to understand that it might be a bit difficult, but please like, let's work through it together. Like we do have a responsibility, especially to the people that we love to explain these things, but it's not our fault. And if you can understand it, then that would actually make it a lot easier for everyone. I feel like if she knows, why is this still a problem? <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, the, the, the way that she, she she kind of talks about him, where it's like, I know he can multitask and he was diagnosed with autism in the past. And then, yeah, she turns around. And she's like, but me, a neurotypical person, doesn't need to do this. So why does he? And it's kind of like, you literally just answered your own question <laughs> with, with what you just explained yeah. I mean, if she's listening, I, I don't see the problem. I personally, I don't see the problem. But like, I, I, I mean, if, she, if she's mentioned it, that she doesn't like it. And he's been like, okay, but I am listening. Like, I, I don't understand why it's been dragged out this much. But maybe because I am autistic and I would expect my but partner so, to understand that. Um, if, if you were in this situation, um, let's say, you know, you, your boyfriend or your husband, whatever, was always, you know, playing a video game or something like that while talking to you on the phone. Would that would that bother you the same way it bothers her or would you maybe be more understanding of it or would you be playing a game at the same time too and so it doesn't matter or like what do you think honestly i might be playing a video game at the same time too like we do have to take that into consideration but like if my partner had like adhd or autism or something like that and i knew that then i'd be like i'd probably check with them like okay um i just need to check do you, is the fact that you're always playing video games, is there a reason for it? Like, do you always need to be doing something? Is it something to do with, like, is it, like, like is it stimming? Is it something like that? Like, because I want to understand. And if they said, yeah, it makes me feel a lot better, a lot more comfortable if I do it, then it's like, okay, cool. Well, as long as you're still listening to my conversation, then that would be cool. Like, I think, I mean, obviously we need a lot more communication here. Personally, if it was me, I would bring it up and be like... I don't really like it all that much. Is there any way that you could kind of like compromise a little bit and maybe play video games for less of the time? But then if they turn around and say, well, due to being like being ADHD, due to having ADHD, I would prefer to be doing something stimulating all the time. I'd be like, cool. Well, that's that then. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the, the, the number one thing with probably literally any relationship problem at all is kind of like communication, which I know is super cliche. Yeah, absolutely. But but yeah, it's like, but still people don't do it. Like, that's, I mean, that that's one really good thing um, that's going on in my relationship right now um, is like there there was some things that sort of, I mean, nothing like super dramatic, but there's a thing that like really kind of bothered me in a way. And then I brought it up and then she was like, okay. And then she kind of stopped doing it or did it less or whatever. And then like, that was that. And I was like, I was actually really kind of surprised because I think I've never been in a relationship where someone was actually like took my feelings into consideration, which was kind of nice. Um, Damn, imagine being in a relationship that's I know. not Can you believe that those exist? What the heck? No one told me. It took me, t- took me two years I've to figure never, this out. Never. <laughs> I mean, considering I'm the problem in most of my relationships, I just can't, I can't even well, imagine you know, it. I mean, 
do what you got to do, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you're you're married, so clearly something worked out somewhere. But um, well, I guess given my life experience, that it's not always the case. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's that, that that's that's we'll say that for episode fifty of the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm also so, stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned for the next two, for the next year, and then maybe you'll hear my life story. But um, I'm also someone who I cannot multitask. Like I really can't. Um, it's like mm. I focus 110 percent of my attention on one thing at a time. Yeah, same, same. And so, like, if I'm working on a video for YouTube, or whatever, it's like that's what I'm doing. Or if I'm texting someone and having conversations, like that's all my brain can think about. Um, is like texting and then waiting for their reply and then thinking of my reply. Like that's my brain just focused on that. So trying to like jump back and forth between like different things is really difficult for me. So usually it's like, yeah, when I'm working, it's like the, I like never touch my phone for like hours because it's like, I can't think that way. Um, mm. So I, you know, I, I, I get how, you know, me as someone who focuses all my attention on something singular, um, I would probably also be somewhat annoyed if, if, um, I mean, if, if the person I'm talking to was playing a game, the whole conversation that in and of itself, I don't think would bother me. But like, if, if kind of like she mentions a little bit here, like if it becomes apparent that they're, um, not listening or they're really mm. quiet or whatever, um, or like, you know, you're talking and all they ever say is like, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. That's crazy. And people like that without even playing video games. So. That's true. You know, that, now, that, now that I say it out loud, that's actually very true. Yeah, sometimes sometimes there's li- literally nothing to say except, uh-huh. You know, so like... That's crazy. That's crazy. Damn. She's just jealous. Uh-huh. Ha-ha. That's funny. <laughs> you know, that's kind of all you end up saying. Um, hmm. It's kind of like when someone tries to, like, describe their dreams to you. And, like, they're telling you all these things about oh, all shit. these people. Is that everyone when I describe my dreams to them? Because I do this well, I do this every morning when I wake up. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess it depends on the dream, but usually people like people when people like try and tell you like a dream they had and it's like it always includes people you don't know. And it's always in like some weird situation uh. that makes no sense to you, but makes sense to them. You know, and it's like, well, I was driving with my coworker. Um, I, th- I think it was my co. Maybe it's my boss. I'm not sure. But anyway, and then in in the road there was like a like it was like a dog or maybe it was a deer. I don't really remember. But anyway. No yeah, way. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like, all you can say is like, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's that's pretty cool. I'm I'm really glad you're telling me this now at three o'clock in the morning. Uh huh. Thanks. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, again, if if assuming this guy really does have ADHD and or autism, then it's like, yeah, I think that's just something you just kind of have to understand. And it's like he needs to be doing something with his hands to pay attention. And it's like, well, I mean, Hey-o. if it's games, it's games. If you give him like a little stress thing to squeeze with the eyes pop out whatever like do that i guess i don't know like do what you gotta I love do those. <laughs> but yeah absolutely like i mean there could definitely be a little bit of compromise here like maybe in one direction if they're both willing but yeah i think it just comes down to if she knows that maybe it has to be doing something due to him having adhd like i think that's kind of not mm, i don't want to say her responsibility but kind of her responsibility to kind of just kind of like deal with it if he's still listening i don't see the yeah problem. well i mean i think again as 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 someone who is not um who's uh not neurodivergent um it's like yeah definitely like you it's okay this is just my point of view i'm not a doctor i'm not a professional or anything like that okay it's just my point of view my opinion is like yeah the person who has the the um neurodivergent um, attributes, shall we say, um, it's their Ooh, responsibility fancy. to, to, you know, d- deal with it the way that they need to in a healthy, productive way. 
and also to mm. to let the person that they're with know that this is who they are. Because yeah, like you said, it's certainly not their fault, but it is their responsibility, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And then for the being on the other side, then it would also I think should be the that person's responsibility to you know acknowledge and like respect that that's a part of them instead of just being like oh you're so mm. autistic oh or whatever you know what i mean um and then yeah. to kind of meet in the middle that way because if you really want to be with that person then you kind of have to like accept the good and the bad to a certain extent like obviously you know you, you don't yeah, you, you don't you just accept every single flaw no questions asked yeah like that bitch from the last from the, from the first one we were talking about like throw her in the bin immediately you don't have to accept that kind of yeah. shit but i mean you do have to accept like parts of them that maybe you don't a hundred percent love. But again, love, that love. is that's what makes them who they are. And so it's like if if you really if you yeah. really love that person, um, then you know if you really love that person, then like you you can't really expect them to be perfect in every way because that would be ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, but you just kind of have to deal with it. And I feel like if you can be with someone, whatever their issues or problems or or divergencies or whatever, whatever those are, um if you can work on them together as a team, if, if, if you see, you know, whatever the, the, the problem, the situation is not even necessarily about mental things, but just in general, right? Like whatever the problem is, if you can see the problem as a problem that is separate from the two of you that you need to work on together instead of like, Oh, her problem or his problem. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like th- there's a problem in the relationship and then it's like, okay, we as a team are going to, tackle this problem together instead of being like, Oh, she has this problem and she needs to get her shit together. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you see it that way, then that's, that's a good sign of a healthy relationship. I think not that I would know. Well, I mean, things are going pretty good now, but (laughs) uh, up until now, it's never quite been the case. So, (laughs) Mm, I mean, I absolutely agree, especially with what you said earlier about how, um, well, I forgot already. Wait. <laughs> I love the thing you said with that. I totally forgot, but I loved it. Anyway, so we're going to wrap it up there, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Hope you learned something that you didn't know before. Or maybe just reinforced your own thoughts. Or maybe you hate this podcast. You know what? Whatever. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. I mean, we covered a lot of things. You know, um, I'm Alex. You can find me on Twitter or YouTube. Although you probably already know that because how would you have found this podcast otherwise? And Kasara doesn't exist. So I don't exist. <laughs> Kasara, I'm from space. Kasara is just in all of your heads at this point. So I'm astral projecting in everyone's dreams. Anyway, thanks for watching, everybody. See you next time. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>